Well, here we go again. Another brutal and raw season of SAS Australia is almost here. 17 celebrity recruits will find themselves up against the most difficult challenge on television. And Sabrina Frederick joins me again as we're lucky enough to laugh, cringe and cheer at the recruits. Sabrina, what are you looking forward to most this season? Well, I think there's a lot of new, there's a new energy going on. There's a new task, there's two new DSs, a new location. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm also interested to see how these recruits will go, given that they've had more ability to see previous series, you know, react to, to what they've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Series 1 and the last series of Celebrities as well. They've had a chance to kind of figure out the game. We'll see how they put that into play, or if indeed they don't, if they haven't watched it, and we will watch them suffer as a result of them not watching it. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to give you our predictions for this season of SAS Australia in just a second. Well, last season we made a few predictions about who we thought would do well on the course and who might make a turkey of themselves. This season, the competition is fierce, but I think there are a couple of standouts. First of all, Sabs, let's go through the list. 17 recruits. Let's start with Anna Heinrich, age 34, from Sydney. Yeah, well, Anna's a TV star and she obviously is known for, you know, meeting her now husband from a reality show, but she's also got a law degree and you can't underestimate that at all. Absolutely. Brains, as much as brawn is important. Speaking of Braun, Barry Hall, former AFL player, 44 years of age, and also it's a very, very handy boxer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very handy boxer we've seen in his career on the field, but also he's one of the greats. He's one of the greatest AFL players going around, and, and you don't get great without, mm. you know, knowing a little bit about the game and knowing mental fortitude as well. So I'm excited to see how he goes. I'm also very excited, Sabs, to see how he controls his aggression because in the past it's got him into trouble <laughs> uh, on field and off field. So I think we'll uh, we'll be looking out closely for that. From one footy code into the next, mm-hmm. Darius Boyd, of course, Brisbane Broncos fame, age 34. Yeah, I mean, he's played at an international level. And again, when you, you're competing at that, you know, at that level, you've got a lot going for you. And I think mentally and physically, there's a lot of strength there. So again, he's got an advantage. Yeah, a bit of a quiet achiever, Darius Boyd, in his career. We'll see how he comes out on the SAS course. Uh, next, Ebony Bridges, 35-year-old female boxer. I think with boxing, is it's an individual sport and as much as it comes with a lot of discipline, you can also be undone by the fact that it is individual. So I'm interested to see how she goes in a team environment. Elia Green, 28 years of age, Rugby Sevens champion. So Elia was a part of that team that went over to Rio and won gold and, and you don't win gold without having something. So I think with Elia being a part of that Rugby Sevens team that won gold, there's a lot there that they can transfer over into this course. And I'm very, very interested to see if that translates. Yeah, I'm also interested to see how she goes. She was dropped from the team that went to Tokyo. Mm. So I want to see how she's dealing with that now. Something tells me that she's got something to prove. Next, I reckon one of the greatest blokes I've ever met in swimming. And I like a few swimmers from the uh, Olympic squads, as you know, our old, old mate Magnuson, of course. Jeff Hugel, 42 years of age, former Olympic swimmer and a great bloke. He's got a bit of a backstory, but I think he's there for the right reasons. 
Yeah. And I think being there for the right reasons, obviously it helps and it definitely adds to the favor. But I think that with Jeff, there's a lot of swimming that goes on in this course. Yep. So I think with Jeff, has the advantage there with being calm and amongst any water task. Yeah. I'm also interested to see what kind of Nick he's in currently, because at one stage he had a massive blowout, but he has yo-yoed back and forth. So I'm interested to see physically how fit he is as well. Mm. Up next, Lockie Gilbert. He's 32 years of age and he's known for being on every reality television show before this one. (laughs) I'm interested with Lockie because he's one of those people that probably has all the physical capabilities of this to course. But as we all know, that that's not enough to get you through. And I think if he goes about it the way he does on Survivor, I'm interested to see how that pans out. Mm. Well, if he certainly adapts any of the things he learned from The Bachelor to SAS, (laughs) he's in massive trouble. (laughs) (laughs) All right, up next, Melissa Couts, 47 years of age, possibly the oldest female, I think, on this course. Mm. I mean, actor and singer, you know, played a few roles in Australian soap opera. I think she could be some sort of a dark horse, maybe. You never really know because a lot of people might overlook her. So, you know, who, who knows? Up next, Melissa Wu. Now, she's an Olympic diver. I've just got a feeling that she could be a dark horse as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, discipline, you, you don't get into the Olympics, as you said before, unless you've got disciplines, but individual events. Yeah, I think with Melissa, she's definitely one of those that I think is very, very disciplined and and obviously has gone a long way in her code. So again, if she can translate that over and and especially being a part of an Olympic team that comes with a lot of pressure and being able to execute under a lot of pressure is a massive part of this course. Interesting thing about Melissa Wu, she's second cousins to Yana Pittman. I reckon she's been on the phone to Yana for some tips and she wouldn't be going too far astray if she was doing that. Up next is Michael Zarafa, the boxer from Melbourne. Yeah, well, I'm a little bit biased. I've known Michael for such a long time and and being a boxer, I guess, again, we've spoken about that discipline, but it also could go against you as well. So I'm interested to see under this much pressure in a team environment, how he goes. Given that there's a couple of boxers on this course, I'll be interested to see whether or not they actually have a boxing match or if they pass on it for this series. It might be an interesting thing for us all to tune Mm. in for a bit later on. Millie Boyle, she's 23 years of age, lives on the Gold Coast, NRLW player. She certainly looks fit. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how she's mentally. What are your thoughts so far? Yeah, I I think I'm impressed. I think she's come into this prepared. I think she's physically ready. Again, it's too early on to see mentally if she's got what it takes. But, you know, she's come in as prepared as as what she looks. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Orpheus Pledger is not a bloke I'm familiar with. He's been on Neighbours and Home and Away. He's an actor. Uh, and as soon as anybody hears actor and SAS, the <laughs> alarm bells start ringing, don't they? Ding, 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 ding. Uh, honestly, I've got no idea how this bloke looks uh, on the course, but he is certainly a fit-looking man. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, I think he'll be physically capable, but I think, you know, with the history of actors on this course, it hasn't hasn't proved them well. So I'm interested to see if he keeps that up or, you know, he breaks the mould. Speaking of typecasting, watch out for comedian Paul Fennick, uh, 51 years of age. Paul is from um, Sydney. He's from Fat Pizza and he's done a lot of television over the years. We know how comedians go on this course. They're brilliant, aren't they? <laughs> I think maybe the comedy might get him through just keeping the morale up. I think morale is a massive part of the course and I think he would definitely help the rest of the recruits. So I'm interested to see if if he can crack some jokes better than yours. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be hard. (laughs) What I'm interested to see is whether or not he will take it as a joke 
or if you'll do what I did and be actually really Serious? genuinely mm. intent on trying to finish the course. I, it could go either way. We'll have to wait and see. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, this is an interesting one. Rihanna Crean. Hmm. She is a V8 motorsports presenter and commentator. She's 34 years of age from mm-hmm. the Gold Coast. She just recently competed in her first Iron Woman mm. challenge. So fit. Yeah, I think she's going to be a bit of a dark horse. Mm. Being quite honest, I've got a lot of that vibe. I think that she just does her job really, really well and doesn't really cause much of a ruckus. And, and we know that goes really, really far in this course. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Next one's a very interesting one. Richard Buttrose. He's, of course, the uh, the famous nephew of Ida Buttrose. Ida loves it when that's brought up. Uh, he went to jail <laughs> for nine years for trafficking cocaine. Now, obviously, I know Richard from a professional sense, um, having done business with him many, many times. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Really interesting that he would go on this show. Like, I, I want to know why somebody who's just got out of prison is then wants to throw themselves in the spotlight, spotlight like this. It could be an absolute car crash. Yeah, I mean, from one prison to another, I'm not really sure why you would make that decision. But, you know, surviving those those circumstances, I'm assuming he has a lot of mental strength. So if he can physically keep up, I would say that mm. he'd be a front runner. And somebody, of course, who knows all about tough times, um, Simone Holtznagel, 28 years of age. Simone is a model and she appeared on Australia's Next Top Model season seven. Uh, she made it all the way to the finale. So I I mean, that's somebody who knows the competitive spirit. I'm, of course, being utterly facetious when I say that. <laughs> I mean, you never know. It's very competitive in that industry and you've got to knock people down to get to the top. So who knows what she'll bring to this course? Obviously, there aren't any high heels around for her to use, but mm. I think she might surprise us. Mm. I think she's got a little bit more than what we're probably giving her credit for. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll wait and see. That's just my call. I just think that she... Uh, from all the stuff I've seen of her, I just don't know how well <laughs> she's going to go. Last of all, Wayne Carey, 50 years of age, former AFL player. Mm-hmm. Fifty. Well, I reckon once you get to the age of 50, you're going to start finding it tough. Yeah, I mean, I guess you out of all people would know that um, age does not favour a course like this. <laughs> no, it hurts. <laughs> But I think with Wayne, you know, again, former AFL player, one of the greats as well. So you can only translate that in the course. I'm interested to see how he goes. Yeah, he's there because he's competitive, but also too, he's got a massive redemption that he's looking for for there. So we'll see how he goes on the course. We've gone through all the recruit sabs. Now let's have a look at who we pick. We uh, we do this with every series. We look at um, you know who we think will make the top four, the final four at the end, and who might even pass selection. Uh, and then we'll talk about a couple of dark horses and and maybe even the first person to leave as well. So let's start with your top four. Yeah, well, I think my track record for this is not great after picking Kobe Abbott from last season, but I've had another crack at it. I've you know got back up on the horse, and for me, I think that. It's going to be Barry Hall, Darius Boyd, and Rihanna Crayon. Wow. Mm. Good. Good picks. Well, you picked three. I've gone for four here. I've, I'm with you on all of those. Darius Boyd, mm. grey man. I reckon he's, he was a quiet achiever in footy. He was a skipper at the Broncos, and yeah. yet he was very understated, just went about things and got things done. Mm-hmm. I think he's a real, real chance for this. Barry Hall, 
I reckon if he can control his aggression, he's going to be almost impossible to beat. He's fit, he's strong, and I think he's a lot smarter mm. than people might think by looking at his head, which does occasionally resemble a potato. <laughs> and I'm a pretty brave man saying that, but I'm a big fan of Baz and I reckon he's got it. I'm with you. Brianna Cran. Mm. There's just there's just something about her. She looks like she's got intent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really admirable thing. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. My fourth pick is Lockie. I think mm. Lockie, I think Lockie will make it to the final four, but I do not think for a second that he will pass selection. I think his ego is way too unchecked, way too big, and he's too proud of his ego. Uh, from all the things that I've seen, all the promos and stuff like that, he's too proud of his ego and I reckon that will undo him right at the very end. Yeah, I agree with that totally. He definitely was in my four or five. So I would say that for me, if he can keep that in check, he'll he'll be able to go the whole way, but that's the only thing that will hold him back. All right, let's talk dark horses. Who do you like for a dark horse in Mm, this? I think I've got to go with Richard. But Rose. Oh, really? Yeah, purely on the basis of the fact that I don't really know much other than the fact he's been to prison. And yeah. <laughs> like that is an advantage in this course. Going through something like that, you, you have to have the mental fortitude to get through such an experience. Plus, yep. if he's physically fit and he can just fly under the radar, I think that, yeah, I think there's a dark horse in him. Well, that's a really good point because, you know, having been in prison, he'll know how to keep his head down a little bit. Mm. You know, he'll he'll know when to bob up and when not to bob up as well. Correct. Having said that, if there is a boxing challenge, you don't want to be <laughs> sparring with him because he will shank you with a sharpened spoon that he's taken from the mess. So uh, he, he could get a bit stabby. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good dark horse. Another dark horse? Any others? No, I think I'm just going to – I'm going to stick, stick with, with one. that one. Mm. I've got two. I've got Anna Heinrich mm-hmm. as a dark horse. Mm. I reckon that she's she's fit, she's smart, and I think her smarts could play a really strong effect in the uh, later part of the uh, of the series. So if she can stick in it there physically, I reckon she could do some great stuff um, uh, on the course. So Anna is one for me, and the other one is Paul Fennick. Mm. I reckon that. If, if if he's there because he wants to be a comedian on television, he won't go very far. If he's there because he wants to pass that course, I reckon he could be a real danger man, even at his age. If he can physically hold in there and he uh, applies himself, I reckon he could be a real dark horse. Yeah, I actually agree with those and I'm kind of sad I didn't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't lose. I cannot lose this time. I love how you and I are still competitive against (laughs) each other. Even now, we're still like going, okay, all right. No, okay, fair. Sabs, let's talk about who we think might go out first. Mm. Because I've got to say, I think it's down to two of the women. And there could be surprises. There always is. But I think... For me, Simone Hotznagel just does not look like the sort of person who's going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think Melissa Couts could be just a little bit too timid. She comes across as quite timid. And I think the timidity could be difficult on the course. And I think that one of those two will be the first to drop out. Yeah, I I had Melissa down as well. I think that unfortunately this course, if you're not physically in there, you're probably not going to last the first few days because that's when they, you know, they look to break you physically. If she mm. can withstand that physicality in the first few days and who knows what will happen, but I, I, Oh, I just, I feel for her. I feel like she just isn't, she isn't in the shape that she needs to be. Yeah. All right. Well, if, uh, if you had to pick one person to be there at the end, who would it be? Oh, 
It's tough. It's it's really, really tough. But I, I'm going to have to say Barry Hall. Barry Hall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Big Baz. Big Baz. Sabs, there's always one amongst the group. We almost forgot them. Who's going to be the most irritating person on SAS Australia Season 4? Look, I think it's probably going to be either Lockie on the basis of the fact that his ego is quite large <laughs> or I'm going to say Orpheus. Ooh. Mm. I, I, yeah. I'm, you know, history repeats. So I'm just saying <laughs> that maybe that might be out there. Look, I think it's a two-horse race between Simone Hotznagel and Lockie. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. think Lockie is so competitive that he'll actually try to be a bigger tool than her. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, I'll gosh. He's, this is going to be a classic case of he's going to see me out one day and just go, <laughs> what did you say about me being a tool? What did you say about me having a big ego? And I go, mate, you do. You really do. It's all right. It's all right to have a healthy ego. Yours is Big Mac and a Whopper in one burger. No, he loves it. And he's probably going to be listening to this. So we're looking forward to it. 100%. He's He's already subscribed. He's ready to go. (laughs) Waiting to be talked about. Speaking of subscribing, thanks very much for listening. I hope you're as excited as Sabrina and I are to watch the growth, punishment and DS sprays the recruits are going to see this season. You can debrief this season with us every Wednesday and keep your eyes open on Friday for a bonus mini episode. To make sure you don't miss a thing, watch SAS Australia on Channel 7 and 7 Plus and catch the SAS Australia debrief on the iHeartRadio app.